The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, happy autumn, everyone. Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, September 22nd, 2011, first day of autumn and the first day of the rest of your life if you are a Facebook user. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, joined, as always, by my extraordinary co-host, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And today we have two great guests on. We have uh, Christine Sashinger, a regular guest on Webcology and other Webmaster Radio programs. And we have Miranda Miller, both of whom are going to be talking about changes at Facebook, a little bit about Google+. We're going to try to get to um, stuff on Google, Eric Schmidt's testimony up on Capitol Hill yesterday, though I'm not sure we're going to have time because, um, Dave, dude, it's all Facebook today, isn't it? It really is. And there is uh, there's a lot of stuff out of Facebook. So, I mean... It, really, we cover show after show on uh, on what's going on there, but it's been a big week, and I think both of us have been uh, pretty anxious to get to this show, and uh, we got, as you say, some fabulous guests on, so it's going to be really exciting. Well, I mean, off the top, uh, right off the bat, um, I, I, haven't, I haven't talked to you about this. Um, I'm curious. What do you think of the new Facebook layout? You know, I'm I'm trying as as hard as I can um, to to treat this a lot like uh, when Windows Seven came out, where my instinct is I hate change. Uh, you know, which is funny in this industry, but it's like you know everything's in in seconds, right? It, in every task that we all do, and you multiply that, and all of a sudden everything takes longer. So I really didn't like it instinctively, um, but I'm trying to make sure that I, I take some time to, to get used to it. There's definitely some parts of it that I know down the road I won't like, um, but but overall, you know, the, the layout's changed, and it's probably, well, that's less convenient, and I don't like this and, and that, but, um, you know, I didn't like Windows 7 when it came out, because I couldn't make it do things exactly the same as Vista, and um, you know, now I, I love it, so I'm trying to make sure to, to have that same approach and go use it for a while, you know, check it out in a, in a couple weeks and, and see how you're doing. There may be parts of it that I grow to like over time as far as just direct user interface. Um, there's definitely some functions in it I'm, I'm not, a, not a big fan of right now, though. Okay. Um, I've been, I've, I've been, I mean, like everyone else, I've been using the new Facebook since yesterday, and um, honestly, it's maybe, maybe heresy in the, in the industry, but um, I like it. <laughs> I'm probably the only person I know who... I'm always the contrarian, aren't I? I I like it. I find it more convenient, and um, I got to say, I like the news feed in the top right hand corner. I'm actually clicking, and it, yo, Facebook developers, it worked. I'm clicking more often because I'm seeing these feeds come down, um, and I don't have to scroll through the center news feed. I'm seeing it all in this little compact. Uh, Right bar area, uh, the the little area, the right right hand top of the screen. Um, yeah, uh, 
But we are hearing the wailing, the gnashing of teeth. Um, people are freaking out. I don't know. What? Is it really just that people are so adverse to change that when Facebook makes an interface uh, uh, a design shift, the, the sky falls? Mm-hmm. Well, and you know what? That's, 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 that's a great point, and that's exactly the sort of instinct that I'm trying to fight right now in myself to go, I don't like it, but that's because things aren't where they're supposed to be. Um, but over time, as, as you know, my brain starts to get used to exactly where to look quickly, and, and once um, I've developed that sort of ability to, to view it as fast as I did their last, um, their last interface okay, maybe I will start to like it more. And so, I mean, you, you bring up some valid points in, in what is now available really quickly, and you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, um, Facebook is about ad delivery, right? And so if you are clicking more, mission accomplished. Um, and and to, to, their, uh, to their end, they have this, this huge perk, which is, and, and, and I'm sure we'll get into Google Plus here, but they really don't have a competitor to deal with. Um, and so this is what you're going to use and, and that's really your only option right now. So, and, and, and for the foreseeable future. So if, even if it is a little less convenient, if they can get you to do one more click each day and view one more page each day, I mean, you cascade that over the millions of users and suddenly they've got millions of additional page views and, and more to their point, millions of additional opportunities to, to, to feed advertising to you. Um, and, and really at the end of the day. At the end of the day, it all comes down to analytics. It all comes down to uh, to numbers. And if I'm clicking more frequently, their numbers are going up. Um, they're able to sell more ads. They're able to uh, 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 charge higher click-through rates, um, assuming that assuming they're 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 going to eventually. Mm-hmm. And they're actually able to mold my experience. And you know, as as, as a user, I'm not necessarily pleased about this, but clearly they're trying to mold my experience um, in the most profitable way for Facebook. Now, that's not unheard of in the tech industry, is it? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I, I think often, and I've fallen, uh, fallen victim to this as well, we all do, is, is we tend to view these things as our property, right? I mean, we, we get very personal about them and go, well, this is, you know, I've logged in, this is my interface to deal with, Um, forgetting, of course, that all of these free services are actually just based, they're advertising engines, is really what they are. I mean, yes, I happen to be able to use this for for what I want to use it for, but this is an ad delivery system. Um, And so taking, you know, moving that sort of one step forward, they need to make sure that that ad revenue is maximized. That's just what they do. I mean, you know, you've seen the the new lists out there on the the, um, 400 richest people. I mean, uh, poor Mark. I mean, he, he needs to generate more revenue. Um, uh, and, uh, and well, poor Mark. Poor Mark today. Poor Mark was declared wealthier than Larry and Sergey. <laughs> poor Mark. Just slightly, but how how fun is that, eh? Um, well, yeah, I, actually, I think that's amazing, and I think uh, it signals a how to say this. Um, I think, and I, I really want to take this up with Miranda and Christine in a few minutes when they when they come on. Um, I honestly think that. We're, what we're seeing isn't just a change in the Facebook interface, but it's a seismic shift in how, um, well, a seismic shift in the, what's the right word, the power 
um, equations in, in the Silicon Valley. Um, Facebook is move is not doing is not using any Google technologies, but it's using quite a few Bing technologies and mm-hmm. Microsoft technologies. Um, I think we're looking at the uh, at think of two uh, fighters in the old west, right? Two gunfighters, and they're staring down the the main street of the of the uh, of the town at each other. Mm-hmm. I think we're witnessing the first steps of the gunfighters walking towards each other, and it's it's really the next two weeks we can call high noon. Indeed. Now, one thing that that I do want to want to sort of caution, um, you know, when when we look at this, is instinctively you might go, well, that means Facebook is is bigger, right? And Mark's richer than 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 Sergi, um, and 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 we do have to understand we we are dealing in the hundreds of millions of dollars, but we're still dealing in fractions um, of of like single digit percent separating the, these two people um but at the same time when we look at the overall power of each entity itself and and the influence of each entity itself and value of of say google for uh versus facebook um there's there's still a dramatic difference between these two right i mean well, if, if we just if we just took page and brin's combined salary or, or combined worth and compared that with zuckerberg's now we have a, a, a huge difference in, in favor towards Google. So just to, just to make sure that we don't, you know, sort of gloss over the fact that Google is still significantly stronger, but you, you make some, some extremely valid points there. Um, well, and I need to note, Google's a much larger company, has a much bigger headcount, mm-hmm. um, and arguably delivers more real value to the users than Facebook does. Yeah. But and I, I I stress the word arguably there. Um, I'm, I'm oh. pretty sure that one could make a counter argument to that, you know. Well, and you know what? It completely depends on how you're looking at it, right? I and mean, both of them have become integral parts of of my day, both personally and and from a business standpoint. Um, and, and so, yeah, you you think, but at the end of the day, if you ask me, you can only use one of them, and we're going to block the other. You know which one would you choose if you, if you had to completely abandon either either Google or Facebook? Which one would you choose to abandon? Oh, clearly, um, clearly. well, exactly, and, and and so as far as as overall impact, although you know that's you and I, uh, we're both SEOs. Which one would my son pick? Right? <laughs> which which makes it a, a another question. There, he'd probably go. Well, you know what? I'm fine with you know whatever Ask or Bing or whatever, and. Um, so I'll pick Facebook. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be really, really interesting to, to cascade that forward and see what, as as the current generation of children um, grow forward and, and things diversify a little bit and social media becomes stronger and stronger and stronger, which we're watching it happen in, in our generation and even in our parents' generation. Um, but but the, the youth of today's generation is, is much more uh, reliant on it for, for just their day-to-day uh, interactions, and so it, it'll be quite interesting to see what happens in, in the coming years as they age and, and start to have a stronger influence on on buying dollars when they have the credit cards. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you know what? Again, um, you know, looking at user behaviors into the future—that's something I really want to bring up with uh, with Christina and with Miranda, especially with Miranda, because I understand she's been studying. She's she spent the last little while actually studying user numbers. Um, I think. Um, I might be setting her up. I might be wrong here. But if I am, I apologize, Miranda. But um, I think she's going to come in and give us uh, a little bit of, tr- you know, a little bit of trending data. What's uh, 
what are users doing today, what were users doing last week, where do we think they're going to be going in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I got a, I got a note from, uh, from uh, our engineer and uh, Uber producer, Brasco, earlier today. Um, yesterday, Matt Cutts did a uh, 45-minute question and answer period uh, using, using uh, Twitter and um, video. And in it, in it, apparently, Matt noted that he uh, would be uh, possibly interested in doing a uh, clip on, on the radio. Uh, Brasco, do you have that set up? Sure do. Here it is. See, John Merch wants to know, can you schedule these weekly, like a Matt Google podcast? You know, it, it's kind of fun to just hop on board and and see how we can do this. I would love to do this a lot more frequently. So it's been, how long has it been since our last YouTube stream, Wiz? Uh, I think it's been months at this point. It's, yeah. been, it's been months. It's been plural months. <laughs> just barely, barely plural. So a couple months, two or three months. Um, it, you know, if we can continue to do these and have them not be too stressful and you duck in, you answer a question, you duck out, I, I think that's pretty ideal. Uh, podcasts, then it's a higher level of expectation, and that's a, you know an hour out of your week every single week. I do miss Danny's daily search cast, and so, you know, if I could ever get, you know, something like Danny and I could have fun, or maybe, you know, I could get Brian White or something and we could have fun. We, we, we might be able to do these a little more regularly, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Well, I'll, I'll, in, in response, Matt, all of us at Webmaster Radio really miss Danny's daily search cast, and uh, mm-hmm. all of us at Webmaster Radio really miss you, and we love Danny, and we love you. And, you know, two great things that work great together. I, uh, uh, let me be the first on behalf of uh, Webmaster Radio to, to put this out there. Gentlemen, let's do it. Uh, I, 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 I think we would, um, I, I'd give body parts, certain body parts, to uh <laughs> Yes. <laughs> How can I milk this further? Um, guys, do it. Absolutely, it would be one. Wouldn't that be incredible if we had, if we were able to get David or uh, Danny Sullivan and, and Matt Cutts on the air together again? Oh yeah, that would be uh, well. Who wouldn't listen? <laughs> um, As a matter of fact, the only people I think who might be threatened by this would be Ross Dunn and John Carecut at SEO One Hundred and One because they're currently the top-rated show on the network. Ross, John, as, as, as brilliant as your show is, um, if Danny and Matt were to get a show, you guys would be number two in a second. <laughs> it's true, but you know what? That's one of those cases where if you've got to come in number two, y- you know, yeah. <laughs> you can't feel bad about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and on that, um, I know we have our, our guests lined up, and they're, they're, they're sitting on hold. They're you know, waiting, waiting for us to get through this commercial break, and it's inevitable, folks. We've got to do a commercial break eventually. So I want to do it now. Um, and we're going to be coming back with Christine Sashinger and uh, Miranda Miller. We're, again, talking about the new Facebook and a little bit about Google+. And if we can, I really want to touch on what Eric Schmidt said on uh, Capitol Hill yesterday. But before we can get to any of that, we've got to do these commercial breaks. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Web College on webmasterradio.fm. Stay tuned, friends. Back with a fun show after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Looking for a white label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. 
Brands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Warning, listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm, stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, and we're just waiting for Miranda and Christine. Well, we got it, Christine. Hey guys, I gotta turn off the radio. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Where is it? Oh. <laughs> and I believe we have a Miranda. It's not me, never mind. I thought I turned it on earlier. Okay, just to confirm. We have Christine Tashinger over here, and over there we have Miranda Miller. Yeah, yeah? Yep. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, welcome to welcome to Webcology, Miranda. Welcome to Web, welcome back to Webcology, Christine. Uh, actually, Miranda, you were, on, you were on with us a couple weeks ago for the panel show. Today I was. Today a fun one, though. Today we're dealing with lifetime change. We uh, For the last five years, we've come to know each other, know our friends, and, you know, in some embarrassing cases, know, know ourselves better through Facebook. It's become an indispensable uh, social and business networking tool. And it's gone through a couple interface changes, but this one seems to be the biggest, most impactful, and it seems to be causing a hell of a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth. Starting with Christine. Yeah. <laughs> For those of us who, who live under rocks, what's going on? Uh, well, the the changes recently this week or the changes today. The changes today, it almost looks like they've developed a big scrapbook. 
I'm looking at it on a facebook.com forward slash about forward slash timeline. So um, you can put a big cover picture of yourself and and share your stories and it's going to date everything and tell you when it happened and all warm and fluffy. The other changes earlier this week, um, I find, unlike you guys, uh, so annoying. I basically, if when I can't turn them off, I don't interact with Facebook at all. Okay. Um, so timeline is one of the new features. Um, yes. The scrolling news feed in the top right-hand corner is another new feature. Um, and I, I want to get back to you on privacy stuff, Christine, because I know you have some significant issues about privacy. But, Miranda, what, what are you seeing on the, on the new Facebook interface? It's crazy. I don't even know where to start. It's um, Timeline. He said he wanted to design a place that feels like your home. It's kind of magazine-y looking, um, but it's your entire life on one page. That's what it is. So you can sort it out in different categories. You can have your photos and your videos. And the second big part of the launch that they're doing is um, the open graph and the apps. So the point of all the apps that they're building is to help people share content. So they have some big dreams. I mean, they said they're going to revolutionize the music industry and the movie industry. I don't know. It's crazy. I heard angels singing, I think, when I read that press release. <laughs> yeah. And the words I'm pretty sure. The word serendipity came up a lot. I don't know why. Everything was serendipitous today in the, in the speech. Yeah, that, that, so it was kind of strange. The thing, Jim, with the uh, with the new interface, the thing that I find most difficult to deal with, the actual the ticker is the Facebook that I would like on a full page and to have that option maybe in a tab. Um, the fact that it's so tiny, it makes it almost impossible for me to, to deal with. Um, the top story, sticky posts, which is basically like when you have a forum and you have a sticky post at the top, you can turn all those off and actually will get your chronological feed just by going in the upper left corner where it has a little blue triangle. The problem is every time you log in, you have to do that. But those I find the most annoying, the fact that I can't just look at my chronological feed, and that takes up so much of my page. I have to scroll down like 10 times to get to the chronological order. And then in addition, it doesn't automatically update anymore. So now I have to click on things to get it to automatically update. And I have to click on getting a status box. So all the things I actually use Facebook for are all now either hidden or difficult to get to. The things I could care less about are the things that now take up all the real estate. So that's why I find it very difficult and and uh, annoying to use at this point. Okay, well, and I'm, well, not really, I'm not really sure why they change so much today because what they're rolling out after this looks completely different. Okay. Um, well, I, I was going to say, and I, I'm not sure where this is going, but we've been through, what, three or four major um, realignments of Facebook's interface, and every time they cha they make changes, people freak out, people flip. It's the end of the world as we know it. Um, the uh, 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 there was a little homage to R.E.M. by the way. Um, <laughs> the uh, 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 it's the end of the world as we know it. The sky is falling. Oh my God! Facebook is unusable now. But two or three weeks later, everyone gets used to it. Um, it might that happen in in, in this case? I, I think I so. Think, yeah, I think they're going to have to because where else are you going to go? Except I do think I would have declared G plus dead on arrival when it opened up to the public. I don't think now that it's dead on arrival. I think there will be some population of Facebook users that are going to start migrating over to G+, because this is so complicated. It's so messy. It's so annoying to so many of the people I know. And when I followed the Twitter stream the day that it launched, 
it wasn't like 50 to 1 50 50 or or 60 30 it was like 99 to 1 negative to positive tweets now you you noted there the 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 migration to Google Plus now of course we know Google Plus is is still in its infancy at this point we know there's going to be a whack of changes there if people start trying to migrate over to Google Plus and then Google's of course got to start you know, making their moves and, and changing it and, and, and monetizing, uh, you know, the, the vast expense that they have put into developing that. Are we going to hit the same thing? If people start migrating over, they'll be sort of halfway through or partway through this migration because their friends, my grandmother, is still not over there. Are, are they going to find the same thing when they get there? And then Google has to change over and, and, and will they migrate back or are people going to be stuck in a, in a situation where they have both? I predict eventually there's going to be they're going to implode each other and there's going to be a third company that comes out of this mix. But that's just what I think. <laughs> I yeah, think, I think constant- one of them is. Go ahead. This Amanda. is this is kind of your deal, Christine. But one of them is going to have a huge privacy scare. And the the only person that addressed privacy at all in the keynote today was um, the Netflix CEO, and he was more looking at it from a business perspective saying, well, when they first came to us a year ago, when we were talking about this, we were concerned, you know, if we're giving you all of the Netflix, Netflix users data, what are you going to do with that? But then they kind of just moved on and it was never really addressed. So when you have dozens of companies working on each different kind of app and all of that information is now going to Facebook and whether that's happening over on Google plus something I don't know. It, it sounds like a recipe for disaster right now because nobody's looking at that side of it. Well, well and, and to, to, to throw out there real quick, it's not to interrupt him. I know you're probably jumping at the bit. Um, you know, I wrote the article about G plus being part of the uh, trusted identity providers for the national strategy. For which national strategy? This is, this is all more basically tracking. And at what point does it become public that the tracking eventually will be for that system? And then who's who's going to suffer in in that arena? And truthfully, if someone really wanted to get in the space right now, Microsoft could come on and be the the company of privacy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, How crazy! I do want to touch on privacy. Um, Miranda, you mentioned it, and as you said, this is uh, one of one of Christine's um, great concerns. So, Christine, um, the new Facebook. What are you seeing around privacy issues? Uh, well, there's there's some minor ones that are actually come out of the interface itself, which is, uh, let's say um, somebody on their wall, and I do not, I'm not their friend. I don't normally see what's on their wall. Um, I, don't, I haven't been able to examine the permission settings that allow this to occur yet, uh, but I can actually see their conversation with you. Really? That um, on my wall. So it's not like I can go and look at it. But I now can stop what you're doing with who you're talking to without ever leaving my wall itself. Also, the videos that you watch and the games that you play, I now can also see on my, my stream. So before, that was kind of like a private thing. If you watched the video, no one else knew unless you reposted it. So now that they, uh, now they can, um, now everyone can see that. On a, a larger scale, they're putting time and date stamps with everything that you do and see. They're socially graphing everything. There's a larger, whether it's a marketing, whether it's for the trusted identities in cyberspace, you can look that up under Envision It, by E-N-V-I-S-I-O-N, It, um, or the N-S-T-I-C, um, whether that's the ultimate goal, which I think it is, um, either or, those are all huge privacy implications. 
Okay. Is there anything Facebook users, I mean, aside from no longer playing Farmtown or, uh, you know, no, no longer doing things they love doing but would prefer not to have, you know, to, to, to not have everyone know they're doing it, is there anything Facebook users can do to uh, protect their privacy? Well, in the new profile, they do have um, inline privacy settings, so you can say, I don't want this to show up. Okay, but it's it's an opt-in. You got you have to actually go find it, click on it, and uh, and and, right. and specify spe- specifically. This is what I want. Like it's on your timeline, right? But then that's not my concern. Is what is Facebook doing with all of that data? And the person who developed the app, what are they doing with that? As, even if my friends don't see it, where is all of this going? But hasn't and this I'll- been a concern with Facebook since they opened it up to uh, to to app makers? Well, right, also I just no, don't think it's ever been addressed. It Indeed. hasn't. And also, no, in the Facebook um, ecosystem, those apps are never vetted. They're not vetted for security and they're not vetted for privacy. They're not vetted for anything. So anything that comes into the Facebook ecosystem is, is just there. And okay, now that although, ecosystem is going out all across the web. So if you're on any of the, the other sites, it's pulling that back into Facebook. So wherever you are, if you're signed in. Now that leads to the question, is this more a concern for, or or is this more something that should be covered by Facebook, by the developers, or is there some some level of of personal responsibility in in understanding what you're actually doing, that that this is you um, attaching whatever you're doing to Facebook, that this is becoming available to to these developers before we install the application, Um, whose responsibility... Uh, responsibility is it? Is it Facebook's or is it our own? I I think it's a combination, but I think for the average user to understand that those apps that you use or the fact that you log in with a Facebook login has this level of invisible digital connections to it. Um, the fact that apps are never vetted. The fact that you're don't know where the data is going. That does a lot for someone to to understand and delve into if they don't have any technology background. Um, so I, I don't know that you can put that much on the user. I think that's the responsibility of the company to the user because it is an unregulated market. You know, the, but then I'll... The, oh, go ahead, Jim. Go for it, Dave. Well, to, to that end then, if we went through a vetting process, there's an additional cost. Would Facebook users be willing to pay for these services then to cover that additional cost? I don't think it's an additional cost. Your Facebook is on your... Set your important level of trust there. They're not saying they don't put a sticker on there that says we don't vet our apps because if they did, people would be less likely to use them. Correct. So if they were honest and transparent about it, well, then that's different. But they're not. Well, perhaps Christine, but we we, we have seen Facebook take action when app makers have um, improperly used uh, used personal information. Um, I can think of several several times that. Uh, App makers have actually, we've seen apps removed from Facebook without any warning. Just one day they were gone. The explanation, they were abusing privacy. Uh, but in some of the situations, I think there was other issues between Facebook and them. And also, those issues became public. I'd have to go back and examine those cases. But those were these were issues that came to a certain level of notice. Um, and Facebook still does never put in people to vet their apps. They've never hired people to vet their apps. And like their UI testers, we now know, are people they give $50 Amazon gift certificates to. This company is worth how much? <laughs> they make how much? 
He's worth how much? They don't have people you know, that vet their apps, and they don't have UI testers. So well, there is some responsibility to companies. UI testers better, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Miranda, step in, please. <laughs> do I have to? Well, I was, I was going to ask, what do you guys think of the government's responsibility? What should they well, be doing? In this, in this case, the government's involved. <laughs> Oh, but on one level, on the other side, as you know, they're going after Google for antitrust. So the left hand and right hand are doing different things. And incidentally, I'm pretty sure that the uh, that certain facets of the American government love the new Facebook. If I, if, if I was Homeland Security, I'd be making apps myself. <laughs> you, well, also, you're right, because if you serve a warrant, you don't have to serve the person. You just serve Facebook, correct? So if you want to find all about a person, you don't have to go and... Now, you don't have to find out and do all that pesky detective work. <laughs> you just go and serve their Facebook page. Well, you, you, don't even need to do, you don't even need to serve the warrant. You just need to make an app and have all that user data flow back to you. Well, there is a, there is, there is a, the NSA is not technically allowed to spy on citizens. We'll use the word technically, which is why the National Strategy for Trusted Identities in Cyberspace documents are out there and been developed and, and anyone can go look them up. They are there. They're written by the American government. And that's why the providers are being put in place because the government can't track citizens, but providers can track citizens. And one of the people that are supposed to get all the data on citizens will be marketers. That is listed in the federal, the FTC document on the whole deal. And Facebook and Google are listed as some of those providers. No, I'm, I'm going to move us, if, if I can, and I'm sure we will return to it um, on privacy, <laughs> but just to make sure that we, we cover some of, the, some of the stuff related some to the, the stuff. interface <laughs> itself. Well, I mean, no, no privacy is a, is a real concern. Um, and I'd actually like to get back to, to Miranda's comment asking um, where, where might the government um, have to step in, which we were kind of continuing down. But, but while we've got everybody on, um, just wanted to make sure we cover. Uh, one of the questions I had when I was looking at, uh, at the new Facebook, sort of default, not getting into the new profiles, but just their, their new default settings. Is it a case of Facebook kind of trying to be, to be all things to all people? Are they looking at some of the features of Twitter or some of the features of G+. Um, are they just trying to integrate all of these things into a system that really wasn't originally built for it? Um, and sort of, you know, messing themselves up, or are they taking the best of it? And is it something that will grow, grow accustomed to over time? I don't think with this latest one that they're just poaching ideas off people. They've been working on it for a year, and it's a complete overhaul of the way Facebook works. And I think it's, I mean, Twitter's. I've never compared Twitter to Facebook or to Google Plus. I think Google Plus and Facebook right now are in this race where they're trying to beat each other out, but this kind of blows away everything Google Plus has been trying to do, honestly. Well, is Facebook looking larger than Google Plus? Um, from, from what I've seen, they're um, going to be you know, allowing us to share music, they're going to be bringing Netflix data in, or Netflix content in. It looks to me like Facebook is trying to be a... Well, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, Facebook is trying to be everything AOL wanted to be 10 years ago. Right. They want to be the place where everything you do in your life is curated and shared. Everything. They even have, they were talking about some of the apps are, you know, what am I cooking? And how far did I run today? And everything. They want you tuned in 24 hours a day. And we all know why. 
I mean, we know why. I don't think the average user knows why. And that's where I think that our governments, not just the U.S. government, because I'm Canadian, but we're not doing a good enough job of teaching people what it is that they're giving away when they're participating in these activities. And I actually worked for a transliterate program last year, and the funding was cut. So, I mean, we're trying to teach people what you need to know to keep yourself safe online, and the funding was cut. So it's obviously not a priority. Well, I'm pretty sure Jennifer Stoddard, Canada's Privacy Commissioner, is going to weigh in on Facebook changes sometime or another. And uh, for, for users around the world, um, you may remember a couple years ago, it was Canada's Privacy Commissioner who forced Facebook into making um, some significant changes um, in allowing users uh, to, to control their levels of privacy. Um, and, and, and we will see what happens with that. But, you know, when we're still signing up for this service. We're still electing on our own without, you know, anybody telling us we have, no one's got a gun in anyone's head. We're still entering our own information into there um, with a big smile on our face. So, you know, where does, where does the uh, realm of corporate or governmental responsibility end and the realm of personal responsibility begin? Right. I don't I think, think it's a, go ahead, Miranda. Um, I, I think... I can't remember what statistic I saw. The percentage of users on Facebook now that are under 13. Who's letting that happen, first of all? And the government, I think, should be teaching more. I don't think... I mean, they should be doing some regulation, but there's the corporate responsibility there, too. But we can't just say it's the user's responsibility because a lot of this, they just don't understand. So they see the benefits of it and not the potential downfalls. And, okay. the, and the other thing, too, I was just going to say, the other thing is I don't think it's quite as simple as that because if you live, like, let's say where I do, um, there isn't, like, a central area where, like, in Las Vegas you get together and hang, right, anymore. So people become reliant on social media when it was, you know, seemingly um, innocent uh, to communicate. And so going out Saturday night, I have to go to Facebook to find out where everyone's going to be and how to meet. It's not that there's somewhere else to go and do that communication at this time. If there was somewhere else, it would be a different story, but there's not. So people are going to continue to use Facebook and give away this data because that's where it is. But on the same token, last I know this past summer it was, or maybe it was earlier, maybe it was maybe maybe it was the year before. But I do know that interaction on Facebook, although usership has gone up, it has actually gone had gone down. And maybe Miranda has statistics on this, but and I would be interested to see if after this change, if the actual activity, the real activity, the interactions continue to go down as well. I'm looking at the Facebook stream right now, and it's still overwhelmingly negative. People are not doing the typical one or two day, okay, now I'm used to it. They're still hating it. And quite a few are mentioning moving to Google Plus or just getting on Twitter. Okay, and I'll, we're going to have to leave it at that for a few minutes. We have to take our uh, our second break here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm, but we are going to be coming back with Miranda and Christine to, to round out the show. Um, so this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beatsock SEO. You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio. We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. As you know, being an expert at f***. <gasps> what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f***. 
performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Drop into the Webmaster chat room. WebmasterRadio.fm. Clothing is optional. WebmasterRadio.fm. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Okay, kids, clean it up a bit. We're back on the air now. Uh, great. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, those of you who had to listen to commercials just missed a bit. It's two minutes of zaniness, but there you go. Um, I don't even know where we were at anymore. <laughs> we were talking about migrations. We were talking about the great exodus, the potential exodus of users from Facebook to Google+. You know, i got to be honest. I don't see it happening. But, you know... I'm, I've, I've been wrong about a lot of stuff before. Um, Miranda, starting with you, uh, are people going to get just so freaked out, so sick of these changes? That and and and, and we got to we got to reiterate, we don't even know, we don't fully know what's coming with Facebook. It's going to be rolled out over the next couple of weeks. Do you really see a migration from Facebook to Google Plus? No, not at all. I don't see that happening. No, and I don't see I a think, mass think, migration. Oh, sorry. I think people are inherently lazy, and I don't think there's anything really. <laughs> that terrible about it that's going to scare people away running and screaming it's actually kind of pretty and shiny and that's what people like so I think they'll stay Christine what do you you think about that? I don't think there's going to be a mass migration I think there's enough though to to take off the uh, Google uh, Google Plus's dead monikers for now off all the the posts and uh, blogs and articles so so I think huh? So I'm looking through user stats um, yesterday, or through, I'm sorry, I was looking in, in uh, Google Analytics yesterday at one of my clients, and I noticed this amazing stat, the number of references from Facebook banners. I'm quite proud of this, incidentally, but they got huge, huge references from Facebook banners. Is this, are these changes going to make my client happier? Oh, big, 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 big,
Seriously, um, Facebook is kicking ass in re in uh, references off of banners now. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to jump in here and go to earlier in our in our show to to answer that one. I think they will. Um, overall, I think their their page views are going to go up. Um, I think. I instinctively didn't like it. I instinctively didn't like Windows 7 either. I, I instinctively don't like change. So maybe I'm, I'm falling into the inherently lazy group. But um, at the end of the day, I think their, their page views are going to go up. Jim, you mentioned it earlier. You're clicking on more things. Um, the more things you click on, the more ads get displayed. The more ads get displayed, the more chance for, for, for more relevant uh, information. And then as they're tracking what you click, your ads are going to get even more relevant uh, means higher ad revenue, and uh, and then maybe at some point Zuckerberg can can surpass both uh, Larry and Sergey. Indeed, I guess. Uh, I don't think I'm not I'm not actually going to change my mind about how much it. But if they can get rid of those top stories that are stuck on a timeline, maybe. But until I can get rid of those, nothing's changing. Because <laughs> I, I don't care about the top stories. So. Yeah, that's the way they're going with it. They were describing today that the further you go back, and your whole timeline is going to be on one page, and they are compressing things for you. So they're they tried to make it sound like they're doing you a favor, but you'll be able to go back years on one page in someone's profile. Your entire oh, life on one page. Got easier. <laughs> so, all, like this. so all those those drunk postings that got put up three years ago um, that <laughs> buried, they're coming back again, are they? Oh, God, I hope not. Haven't they already been on the right-hand side where it shows the post that you made like a year ago or two years ago, and you're like, why are they showing that? And I really wish they wouldn't. Yeah, so. that's where they've been headed with this. And when you post something, it won't show up on the wall at all anymore unless that post is part of a pattern that the user who's on their newsfeed wants to see. So most of the things you post from now on are going to show up in the ticker and they're not going to show up on the newsfeed at all. And see, I think that's where they're wrong about a lot of this. And that is, the truth is most people go to Facebook for information, just like they go to anything on the web. And they go there to get information about what their friends are doing. And, and they're consuming. They may be creating to an extent, but they've just turned it into a scrapbook, and I don't think anybody cares about it being a scrapbook. I think people I care about going there. there and finding their information. They want to go look. They are busy. They want to see what their friends did that day. They want to get, and they want to quickly, you know, post and interact with them and feel like they actually communicated with them, and then they have stuff to do. So I think they've actually made a very serious mistake. Honest, I do agree with you. I agree with you on that part because they were talking about this awesome ticker that's up in the right-hand side, and you know you might just catch something interesting out of the corner of your eye, and that assumes that you're sitting there all day waiting for one of your friends to post something. That's not yeah. realistic. So that part I don't like. I like being able to sign in once a day. Oh come on, I'm on there more than that. But when you when you, go on, you can just scroll down the page and see what's been going on. I like that part. Yeah, okay, and, well, and actually that is how I used it. So for me, it'll become a useless. It'll become absolutely useless if the only way that I can see chronologically is on the ticker. And the ticker's so tiny, I find it highly annoying. It's like trying to peek through a small, tiny little window. We're we're, we're moving into the last five minutes of the show, and we'd be really remiss if we didn't uh, didn't touch on this. What does this mean for business on Facebook? What does it mean for the uh, legion of new social of social media expert gurus? Uh, 
it, it, is it going to be easier to do business on Facebook, to do marketing on Facebook? Is it going to be harder? Is our messages going to get lost in the stream? What do, what do you all think? I don't know. I think the big brands have an advantage and small businesses maybe not so much. The ones who are just running a page, I don't think they're going to do very well with this at all. And I actually think it depends on how users interpret it. If use, if if it is that users only consume information like they usually do on the internet and, and Facebook is another consumption device, then it's going to be very poor because people are going to start using it less and not really care about Facebook. If it's wrong and he's right that everyone wants a scrapbook, then it'll go up and they'll do very well. So I think it just depends. And with this okay, thing that um, they're doing with um, a pattern of interaction, a lot of people don't interact with brands. They're listening and it is influencing their decisions, but they're not interacting. So when people stop interacting then it stops showing up in their news feed. You know, one thing I've noticed that's come up in the last uh, last week or so is people to subscribe to. It's not like friend suggestions anymore. Now it's people to subscribe to. What's what's that all about? That's a Twitter ripoff. Yeah, and it's a polite way to un- it's a polite way to say I unfriend you if you decide to unsubscribe. The one important thing, though, is um, down the list of people, you'll notice on the right-hand side, the little arrow, you do not get all the updates from your friends anymore. You just get most updates, and I have not found where you can do um, change that on default. So you suddenly are getting all this less information from your friends. It's because everybody's been set to most updates, not all updates. Now, I, I'd be remiss if, if I didn't ask this. Where is the opportunity here in the last few minutes here for marketers? Um, what should marketers be looking at when, the, when they're looking at the new Facebook? Should we all just sort of wait for the next couple weeks and see what they roll out? Or are there some action items that people can take now, um, businesses and marketers, to, to look at in, in adjustments that they need to make? They should be looking at Google+. Plus Because if they're smart, they're going to focus on business now. Yes. I hate to give any credence to Google Plus, but Google Plus is going to get a, a get a life out of this, and it was it was on Death's Door. So Google Google Plus will research out of this. What they do with that is another thing, and I don't think there's going to be a mass exodus, but I do think Google Plus is going to gain life out of this change. Okay, well, say Google Plus does gain life. Is this going to be good for the entire ecosystem? I mean, com- the, the the rule of thumb: competition improves everything. Will this be? Will these changes actually, in the long run, improve the ecosystem? I have a hard time with Google Plus's privacy issues, so if it was any other company, I would say yes. I think we need another company, to be honest. I'd love ABC to contact me or anybody in our industry and develop a new social media system because I don't like either. I think all, both are poor options. And I'm not really sure. I mean, after the last couple of weeks, my head is spinning, and I live and breathe this stuff, and I'm reading everything about it, and for the average person, I have no idea what they're going to do because it's so hard to keep up. They're both changing so fast. I think it really depends on what they do next. Okay, think, well, sorry, Christine? Oh, like I said, I, I exactly, and I, that's why I think they're going to implode, and I think if someone was very smart and had some money, they would invest in a proper ecosystem that protected privacy and, and fostered interactions that were simple. This could you be know, AOL's comeback. It could be. <laughs> AOL could Seriously, they could. They actually could. <laughs> One of the things about being a marketer, I'm afraid this might be our last question we get in here. One of the things about being a marketer is, let's face it, we're all gambling folks. We're gambling with our clients' money when we choose where to put our ad spend. And I want to know, just gut sense, where's the ad spend going, uh, Miranda and Christine? 
will you be focusing more of your energies on Google Plus in the future, or will you, you know, continue actually giving real money over to uh, to Facebook for 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 um, advertising? I like Facebook ads. I think they are they're great. You, they're really highly targeted. Um, but the Google Plus One button is coming to web and mobile display ads, so we'll have to see how that goes. Okay. Yeah, I, I think it's a what-if game right now. I think it's going to take about a good month for it to, to settle out and see what happens. Well, okay, you know, one of the nice things about uh, about our industry and about radio is we have a month. We have all the time in the world, and we're going to have you both on again uh, in, the, in, the, in the near future to look at, you know, what has happened over the, la- over the, the, the coming weeks. Um, but now... We don't have all the time in the world because SEM Synergy with uh, Bruce Clay and Virginia, and Virginia Nasi is coming up directly after us, um, actually in just a few minutes. So, uh, Miranda Miller, Christine Tashinger, thank you both so much for uh, spending time with us on What Called You today. Thank you thank for having you. us. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dave, we have about 30 seconds. Last word's yours, bro, if you got, if you got a word to go in. Um, you know, I, I would just reiterate... Uh, what we've heard uh, heard from our guests today, which would just be this is really a waiting game. It's going to be really, really curious to see what's uh, what's coming up. Um, but I have a hunch that from a from a business perspective, from a marketing perspective, it's going to be a, an exciting next couple months. Uh, and I have a feeling Facebook's going to come out on top. Interesting. Okay. Well, there you have it, friends. The uh, changes at Facebook. We, we told you we wouldn't get to Eric Schmidt. I badly wanted to. Maybe we'll deal with him next week. But. Um, Ah, we'll see what happens. So we'll be back next week. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if we will be back next week. Next week is the uh, conference in Vegas. Dave, you're yes. going to be down at the conference in Vegas. Uh, Webmaster yep. Radio is going to be down at the conference in Vegas. Um, we'll try to get a show next week. If we don't, friends, please, uh, you know, please forgive us. We have some great content coming up at Webmaster Radio after after our news station identification break. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio on Thursday, September 22nd. Stay tuned. Great content coming up on Webmaster Radio. Webmaster Radio.